0: Institute for Faith and Freedom at Grove City College
1: presents Liberty Mail with the student fellows of Faith and Freedom. Welcome back to Liberty Mail. This is Libby Krieger and Margo Weller. And we're coming to you from the underground studio here at Grove City College put on by the Institute for Faith and Freedom. Um, just a little reminder that on, our, on April 7th, we're having keynote speaker Michael Knowles come and speak at our conference. So if you're not signed up for that already, make sure you go to our website, faithandfreedom.com. You'll see his head big there on the screen. Click it and then sign up because we are allowing students, outside guests and conference attendees um, to come to that. Filling Keynote. Up fast. Yes, it is filling up very fast. So get your tickets as soon as possible. We're really looking forward to that. He's a huge, huge um, draw on conserv- in conservative movement. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, just to jump into our wins this week, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis recognized Sarasota native Emma Wyatt as the fastest woman competitor in the NCAA championship. So that was against the Leah Thomas um, transgenderism kind of topic where he she. Leah Thomas, I'll just say Leah, um, won the race. And so then the second place winner, Emma Wyant was recognized by Florida as the real first place winner because she's actually a woman. Um, And I think that's a win because it's kind of pushing back against this this transgender ideology and narrative that we're seeing in the mainstream um, left and just mainstream political that we should accept Leah Thomas as the first place winner, even though Leah has a biological advantage, being a man.
0: <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It almost is like this is the last frontier of truth. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the whole like the pronouns, but then the transgender thing to a whole other level is if we're not willing to define what a woman is, and you know, like the Supreme Court nominee mm-hmm. couldn't define what a woman is because she wasn't a biologist. It mm-hmm. was her excuse, and like this is just a perfect example of the, the truth is very evident in these sorts of things. And even though there's so much pressure to not actually speak it. It's great that Ron DeSantis is actually digging his heels in on this because this topic really is the last frontier of reality.
1: Yeah. And I think conservatives have in some ways brought on the how you mentioned the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. nominee said, I can't define a woman. I'm not a biologist. Reducing man and woman to simply biological terms because we use that as an argument. We're like Mm -hmm. biological man, biological woman. Mm -hmm. No, we don't need the qualifier biological in there. It's just man and just woman. Right. And that should be enough.
0: Oh, totally agreed. And that is something that um, I feel like I've been guilty of saying in sorts of mm-hmm. discussions like this, just because that has become the jargon and exactly. acting as if there has to be sort of a differentiation between a biological man and a non-biological man. That's what yeah. saying biological would imply is playing into the narrative and giving mm-hmm. into the lies that those things are separate instead of just there is a man and there is a woman. And yeah. that really should be the end of the conversation. It really doesn't need to be that difficult.
1: Yeah, exactly. By saying biological, we are Inherently implying there's something other than a biological man, right? So whether that may be a mental man, and it's playing into that narrative, just like you said. And so I think it's really a great thing that we're seeing Ron DeSantis do this. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of really strong, um, strong movements from him in the past couple months. So I have a I have a statement from his press secretary says, not only is it unfair for males to compete in women's sports, but it is ridiculous for the NCAA to deny material reality and demand that all Americans play along with their charade. And I think that's really great that they're not even going with the biological narrative Mm -hmm. there. They're just saying it's unfair for males to compete in women's sports. Right. And it's so interesting because if you think if a woman was taking some sort of steroids and they found that out, that would probably not be allowed. Mm -hmm. Right. But then a man who has this advantage from the testosterone and just the hormones that are naturally in men, make them more muscular, more fit, um, can swim faster, Mm -hmm. that's allowed just because we're – allowing this delusion to become mainstream. Right.
0: And I think what's the biggest win in all of this, besides just DeSantis being able to make this claim, is that I have seen on social media, I've only seen one person that I follow posting something in favor of Leah Thomas and in favor of transgender women. It was like, uh, supporting all women means supporting trans women. I just really wanted to ask, like, okay, then what is a woman? Um, yeah. But besides, that, I think it's really gotten the attention of a lot of moderates and just a lot of people who want to believe in truth and common sense in. Mm-hmm it's really unfortunate that it's taken a situation like this to get people's attention, yeah. but here we are, and if this is what it took, then good, but I think that it, this situation is really bringing to light the um, insanity that's been going on in the transgender movement, and so I think yeah. this has been beneficial for conservatives showing like these are the endpoints that we've mm-hmm. been warning you about of the problems that come from this sort of ideology. From the
1: radicalism. This is the natural right. progression, and if you want this, have to it, but I don't think most people want that. And no. even looking at it in... Um, like for the feminists, we talk about how this is unfair to the women. And it's interesting. Michael Knowles is saying how conservatives are now being like, oh, women's sports, blah, 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 like feminism, like this is unfair to women, which it is. And that's Absolutely. true. But it's almost like how many people really, really care about women's sports it, like, yeah, how many it's almost a mas- mind- it's
0: almost a masquerade of the conservatives to try to play on the emotions of the feminists, mm-hmm. the people who do really care about women's sports. But at the end of the day, the heart of our stance on this is the is the truth, the mm-hmm. reality, not necessarily some sort of charitable cause towards yeah. a passion for women's sports. Yeah.
1: Well, also imagine being that fourth place winner. I know. Yeah. You could have had that, you could have been on the stand with the the bronze medal, but right. no, a man beat you out. Yeah. And it's saying men are even better women than women can be. Right. Like that's all around. There's so many angles you can take this from, but again, huge win that we're mm-hmm. seeing. One of the most Uh, conservative governors in America are one of the most who is outspoken currently Mm -hmm. standing up for this and not even being apologetic about it. So I think that's that's a huge win in itself. I
0: totally agree. This is not something that deserves any sort of Apology to believe that a man is a man and a woman's a woman and that they're different.
1: Exactly. He said it well um, So moving on to our second win of the week. We're seeing a poll This is an article from the hill um, nearly two in three voters including broad majorities across racial and educational And economic lines believe public schools are moving in the wrong direction um, So I don't think this is like a decisive win. I just think it's it's an interesting thought-provoking mm-hmm. topic to look at I um, I mean, we're seeing this, I think, as a result of stuff happening in Virginia, Loudoun County, and all across, it's been a nationalized issue, this critical race theory critical race theory, drawing attention to what our children are being taught in schools. And so <clears throat> seeing that um, all Americans, whether they are black or white, Democrat or Republican, are a little bit concerned about what their kids are being taught in school, I think is, is a win in itself, um, because it's drawing more attention to that and... Also, because it's such a foundational issue for the future of America, because mm-hmm. what you're taught at such a young age inherently impacts what you believe the rest of your life. And absolutely. if you're taught blue is green from a young age, you're going to believe that for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I totally agree. That definitely is a win. And I saw Ali B. Stucky post something the last mm-hmm. few days that it essentially said that children are always the victims of Leftist experiments. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was such a great, concise way to explain that children really are the victims of so much of the radical leftist ideology. And that's why, like, we do need parents to be aware of the things that are happening. And while there's so much nonsense during COVID, uh, it was a great thing that parents were starting to be able to see what was actually being taught to their kids, because that was a lot of what started this sort of concern is that parents had no idea. They were sending their kids to school for eight hours, assuming that they were getting taught math, but actually they're getting taught critical race theory, gay pride parades something, and I saw that in Texas the other day, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, totally agree with you that that's definitely a win, in and- I'm in Marxism class with Dr. Kengor right now. Only the
1: best. (laughs) Yeah,
0: truly the best. Uh, Big fans of Dr. Kengor, of course. But a lot that I have realized that I didn't fully understand about communism and Marxist ideologies is that there is so much of an emphasis on separating children from parents Mm -hmm. and essentially allowing the state to be who's raising your kids. And that is one of the end goals of a communist and Marxist ideology. And we're seeing almost some of that of, you know, like, let's start Child care, like guaranteed child care from the government mm-hmm. as young yeah. as possible, and let's separate kids from the parents and let's push radical agendas through public school. And um, that was something that I didn't realize was so ingrained and integral into mm-hmm. the Marxist ideology until going through this class with Dr. Kengor and like reading the manifesto, and it makes it very explicit that that's a goal. Yeah. And I think it's really important to be aware of that when making decisions for your children's schooling.
1: Well, I think that's a great point you touched on because I think the Marxists understand that education is inherently indoctrinated. So whoever has control over what the children are being taught Mm -hmm. has control over uh, the rest of society, really, because that's, again, impacting what they're going to believe, what they're going to strive for, Mm -hmm. and the worldview in which they view everything for the rest of their lives. And they'll be the next leaders ruling the country. So um, I think it's very important. And that's why it does matter what our kids are being taught in school, because that is inherently indoctrinating them to believe a certain way. And there is truth you can teach. So if you believe... If you teach truth, you'll be um, having them use truth as a worldview. But if you teach them to hate their country and believe that gender is only merely a social construct, they're going to uh, pursue that worldview in the rest of their pursuits.
0: right. And I do think that that's something that liberals get right, that progressives get right, is that they do understand the importance of education. I think that's a lot of why leftists have completely infiltrated higher education, even public school. You know, that's become kind of just a woke Mm -hmm. area that everyone's accepted and um they've infiltrated
1: the institutions
0: yeah exactly and they really understand the power of education just like you said um i have a friend who i won't say the name of her college to uh, (laughs) maintain her confidentiality because she's an extremely closeted conservative at this school but she is in grad school for social work somewhere and um she is the only conservative in the entire program no one knows she's a conservative Mm -hmm. they like make jokes about conservatives whatever she thinks that like she would basically be hung at this on a stake if they knew. Um, but she told me that one of the people in her class said, I should really be a professor. I'm so good at radicalizing the The people. And like that I think really was a very telling sign of how people view education, that it's a way to radicalize people and that that's a a noble pursuit. So that was really something that That, stuck out to her. I mean,
1: obviously first, that's so concerning. But second, you can see the left understands Mm -hmm. they They fight Well, Because they understand the reality of the situation in in the way that conservatives or many conservatives slash libertarians are just like, hands off, you know, like the free market's going to fix it all. And that is not what we're seeing here. Hmm. And so if we don't take in stride what we've seen in reality, um, I think we're going to be at a loss in many, in in a few years, we're going to see the impact of that.
0: Right, yeah. I, I mean, I do like the free market, free market more than you, Libby. But, I know. You know, that's just, it. that's another podcast.
1: <laughs> I'd love to talk to Michael Knowles about that. So maybe whenever whenever he comes, I'll have to pick his brain on that because I feel like he has a pretty strong stance on education being indoctrination. So right. therefore, we should ban critical race theory. Mm. Um, maybe not banning books per se, but banning a specific ideology um, that is dangerous to our children in our country. I think there's different ways to go about doing that, but Mm -hmm. definitely interesting. And another point that this article mentioned is that parents more broadly are okay with the way schools are teaching um, all races to be respected. What they don't trust is the teaching of racism. Mm -hmm. So the difference there, I think, shows that they're not concerned about... um, white supremacy or anything like that they're concerned more about um like the critical race theory side of it where racism is being taught as like the only thing that's happening in the country and the only thing that defines america
0: and right and something that is divisive Mm -hmm. you know like teaching about racism is totally different than teaching that whites are inherently racist and that there almost can be no sort of unity between the races i think most people want that we want harmony and obviously we like can happily and proudly denounce all forms of yeah. racism and those people should feel condemned and convicted mm-hmm. um but to say that there's almost no way to reach harmony between the races because of inherent mm-hmm. things just based on skin tone like that's really not helpful for furthering the idea Unifying, of unity yeah, yeah well exactly. it's also
1: cultural marxism just yeah it's, it's just exactly. marxism applied to to race so right. again that's interesting point yeah um but i think we'll keep on seeing this sort of um, parental interest in mm-hmm. what children are being taught and hopefully that can move towards um, reform and reform in a good way obviously yeah. you know reform can sometimes be used by the Marxists I feel like yeah a lot in true. their rhetoric but all
0: about transformation there exactly Total transvaluation of <laughs> norms but
1: yeah. yeah so moving on to our third win um, this is an article by the Washington Examiner written by Julia Johnson. Shout out, Julia. She's one of my friends I interned with this summer, now mm-hmm. doing great things. Um, but it's Ivanka Trump partnered uh, and supplied one million meals to Ukrainian refugees. Um, so that is, you know, this great thing of charity that she's doing. Um, obviously, there's a lot going on with Ukraine and Russia right now. And we we aren't going to like get into the, the meat of that. Um, but I think it is a win that we're seeing people who are in positions of power and wealth using their their um, capital to right. help others.
0: Right, that's sort of um, hitting on the free market in the previous one <laughs> was the perfect segue into this because the, what I think is so much of a win of this is not just that, yes, it's great that um, Ivanka is being generous and charitable. It's that it's capitalists that are mm-hmm. helping mm-hmm. situations. And in every crisis we see, we saw this, especially during the pandemic, it is capitalists that are helping. It's not this oh this great big Socialized totalitarian system. socialist government that came in and helped people. It was individual capitalists who gained their wealth through businesses that were benefiting consumers by creating products services that benefited mm-hmm. other people. And they have accrued the wealth to to be able to help people. And we've seen this a lot with like Elon Musk and so many other people who wouldn't even consider themselves conservatives at all, would never consider themselves capitalists, even though they have accrued their wealth via a capitalist system. Yeah. Um, I, it's just, it's so powerful to see this. And uh, hardly anyone looks at these stories through the lens of, oh, wow, that's an individual who gained their wealth through a capitalist society, being able to help people. But that's exactly what it is. And um, these sorts of stories are great for explaining how the free market is an efficient and beneficial Mm -hmm. and morally ethical way to have your economy operate.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the perfect example of how faith and freedom kind of work Mm -hmm. together Mm
0: -hmm.
1: because you have the freedom to uh, make this money and do well and have a business and uh, make profit. But then the faith aspect of it is that we are called to as Christians uh, be charitable and Absolutely. help those who are less fortunate than yes. us. So you need kind of both because capitalism, if it's if it's just by um, just to make money and there's no moral end of it, right. you know that could be something that is not good. Yeah. But I think whenever you're seeing the intersection of faith and freedom, like we here at IFF promote, yes. um, I think this this is the outcome of it, and mm-hmm. this is the. A huge win for yeah. conservatives liberals should be everyone
0: yeah should, should be everyone is right I like that that's it that's a great point Libby
1: yeah so if you again thank you for tuning in to Liberty Mail thanks Margo for filling in for Aaron today thanks for having me Libby and again if you have not signed up for our Michael Knowles keynote speaker April 7th 7 p.m. here at Grove City College's campus head over to faithandfreedom.com make sure you subscribe to the podcast Apple Podcasts Spotify and on YouTube hit the bell it should be somewhere under Margo over there um, but we'll see here next time for another episode of Liberty Mail.
0: For more information on this podcast or other programs,
1: please visit faithandfreedom.com.